What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the College Game Time Podcast. I am your host, Trey Smith. My apologies for the late in the day drop today. Uh, man, it has been a very busy day. Very good busy day, but nonetheless, very busy day. In fact, uh, been meeting with some potential sponsors um, and, and just some meetings in regards to financing for this podcast. Um, so, and if you happen to be a listener and this is a podcast that uh, you believe would benefit your business to advertise with, please email me info at collegegametime.com and we can talk. Um, like I said, had some very productive meetings today and I believe securing the funds, the financing, the advertising, all those things here in the short term are what's going to really allow this um, platform to grow and evolve into what I be- where I believe it's headed in the long term. But that's all I'll say on that for now. Uh, today, we're going to get into this Army update. Uh, there was another report that came out yesterday in regards to them being next in line uh, to join the conference. And um, going to explore that a little bit. I put a post up on my Twitter last night and it's definitely sparked some discussion, uh, which I love. It's, it's triggered some people, um, which whatever, but I'm going to kind of start there. And then I have a few questions. I think everybody needs to ask as it pertains to this move. And then I also feel like there might be some tempering of expectations as it pertains to the American Athletic Conference. It's it's the weirdest thing in terms of like fan expectation and reality and lack of foresight. I, I just, I'll get into it all on this episode. Um, and, then, and then if I have time, there is something I wanna do as it pertains to the upcoming games this weekend. Um, but I may save that for Friday's episode since I'm already so behind today. But all right, so let's let's get to Army. But before I do, almost forgot, if you're watching on YouTube right now, please like, subscribe, comment at the end, and share it with a friend. If you're listening on one of the streaming platforms, I would greatly appreciate it if you would give this a five-star rating and then leaving a review. Um, very much appreciate those. And uh, in fact, at the end of this episode, I might read another one from the uh, Apple Pod reviews because those are starting to come in. And uh, like I said, man, it's, it's all about pushing this podcast further and further up into that algorithm. And uh, I believe we can get it ranked. And I believe we can show that not only um, does the group of five have a market, but specifically the American Athletic Conference does. So, um, so let's get into this. And actually, let me say this before I get into Army in regards to something I said on yesterday's show. And I feel like people like heard me like, I don't know. I don't know if it's people don't like listen fully to what I say or if they just get like emotionally triggered by something and then want to fire at me. And it's like, okay, I, I don't disagree with you on that. But did you hear when I said this? And this is the only thing I want to address when I was talking about the linear coverage for the upcoming slate of games this weekend, when literally all I did was read what the linear games were for the upcoming weekend. Yes, as I said yesterday, 
I understand that power five matchups will impact that in non-conference play, which is why I said it will be interesting to look at these when conference play starts. So whether it was someone on Twitter or in my comments here on YouTube, like I acknowledge that right there on the show yesterday. So what I'm going to do for the remainder of this season, probably at some point on every Wednesday show is look at the linear coverage for all G5 conferences, especially when we get into conference play so that we can have a comparison week to week, period. Okay, I'm going to leave that one alone for now. Army. So I put a post up in regards to a study from the medium, which if I can get it pulled up here, uh, I, I'll also link it down in the description um, on, for whatever platform you're listening to. But it was basically a list of the most watched teams in college football last season in 2022. And it talked about the TV viewership and it said, as you per peruse these lists, remember that TV viewership can be influenced by a whole bunch of factors, including game time, channel, competitive, competitiveness, and what other games are on at the same time. Outliers can also sway averages, especially in a small sample size like this one. Perfect. Okay. And then it says, streaming numbers are included when available. Games that do not have available data are counted as zero. So listen, if you are aware of a better study of these numbers, please send it my way. Guys, like I, I only say that because I feel like sometimes when I'm just communicating information, people think like I'm going and taking the information and, and I don't know, like making it fit my agenda, which that was not my attention with this at all. It's there was a report yesterday, another one. There, the original one was over the weekend from Pete Thamel about Army being, being courted right now by the American Conference. Then another report comes out yesterday. I don't remember if it was ESPN. I know one of them for sure was Dennis Dodd with CBS, and he had said that um, things were heating up and they expect a decision in the coming weeks. Also in Dennis Dodd's report, had Appalachian State as a team that the American that had had drawn interest from the American Conference. So there's an interesting um, tidbit there that hasn't really gotten talked about a whole lot because I think it was just kind of sandwiched in there around Army. But I, I sensed some negativity surrounding the addition of Army, and so I just got curious because for me, I feel like. To replace SMU, Army is an excellent replacement, especially as a football-only school. I kind of talked about that, I think, on Monday. And how by adding them as a football-only school, it opens, it leaves the door open to be able to go add a basketball school as well. Who's a basketball school that would be a great addition that's in the geographical footprint of what the American Conference has said they want to do? A team like VCU. I think that'd be an excellent addition. Not going to go down that trail right now. Let's just talk Army. So I went and looked up these numbers. And here's what I put on Twitter. I said, here's some facts before you start whining about Army. Or I may have said complaining. 
There were three non-Power 5 teams in the top 60 most watched CFB programs for 2022. That is a fact. I didn't come up with that fact. I didn't crunch a bunch of numbers to make this fact fit my agenda. I literally looked up TV viewership in college football. And this was the one that came up and had it all listed out. The three teams that are in the top 60 that are non-Power 5 programs were, in 2022, BYU ranked at 38. And uh, they're now in the Big 12, and they had 997,000. I got these numbers wrong, so let me see real quick. Not BYU's, but the next set. Uh, The next one was Navy at 40, 976,000. And then you have Army at 53 at 681,000. I also put on there that SMU is at 72 at 312,000. So less than half of what Army's was. And again, I didn't put that, and I put this on Twitter. I wasn't saying that to like knock on them. It was more of just showing a side-by-side comparison of Here's the viewership of the team leaving. Here's the viewership of the team that is seems highly likely to be added as their replacement. Then I said 15 games in 2022 exceeded 6 million viewers. 14 of those featured two Power 5 teams while the other was Army-Navy. Yeah, I understand that Army-Navy game is what significantly increases the season average. The part that I'm not understanding here from people who still seem to be against this move is, and not even against the move, it's more about the why behind the American would make this move. As I've said earlier this week, When you're at a G5, maybe I said, I don't know if I said it on the pod or if I said it on Twitter. I know I said it on Twitter. I can't remember if I said it on here or not. But in order to survive as a G5 conference in the current landscape, the only way you, the, the way you have to move and shake is to have a sellable television product to networks. All right? And if you have a conference that has Army, Navy in it, That now becomes a very valuable, pitchable conference to networks. And if you, as the American Conference, can continue to have a media deal that is a tier above all the other G5 conferences, that's going to allow you... Okay, the downside to that is that you're going to probably continue to lose teams. I've talked about this. The Oakland A's of the early 2000s. Okay, the Mountain West isn't losing teams. The Sun Belt isn't losing teams. The Conference USA isn't losing teams. Well, they're, they're not losing teams to the Power Five, I should say. So that's the downside. But the plus side is, is that you can continue to attract the next wave of teams that you can grow and develop. Now, will this thing ever reach a point where the American can grow its own teams and afford to be able to keep them? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm not a TV guy. All right, but I just want to present this as far as why I believe Army coming into the conference is good for the conference and its overall long-term sustainability and survivability. Now, does this mean I'm still not upset 
that the conference isn't pursuing westward expansion? No, I wish the conference would. I've been on record saying that. I've been making a case for that all month as to why I believe it is in the conference's best interest to pursue westward expansion, but they're not. So you got to move on. So anyways, I, I said that about the SMU, 312,000. And quite frankly, basically that statistic in 2022, literally almost twice the amount of people, <clears throat> twice the amount of viewers watched Army, Navy than watched SMU all season. Again, I'm not saying that to like bash SMU. I'm simply just saying it because there's a team leaving. Here's a team coming in. Well, that's just because Army-Navy, they play the last week of the season and you know, there's no other games on and it's Army-Navy game. It's all because of Army-Navy game. Okay. So, like, is, is the, if you're one of the people making that argument that Army-Navy's numbers, um, Army-Navy's viewership, because it's so heavily driven by this one game, is your argument that now having both of those teams in the same conference, it, it, it doesn't add more value? It, do, like, it doesn't make that conference more valuable, especially a G5 conference? And maybe my question isn't clear here, but like, I guess I'm trying to understand is, so what are you saying when you say that? Because the way a media network's going to look at it and ESPN, the current media partner, is going to see Army-Navy and think, okay, like, Oh, you're replacing SMU, but now you've got the Army Navy in your conference. Okay. Now there are some elements to this we're gonna have to discuss, which I'm about to break down, but I'm I'm just saying, like, okay, so the bulk of the views come from this one game. Like that. that. So So, anyways, I, I I closed it out. I said, bottom line, this stuff matters in the current landscape as it pertains to viewership as it pertains to ratings as it pertains to um tv just tv in general with media partners bottom line this stuff matters in the current landscape like it or not this will be an excellent move towards sustaining and even improving the aac's already excellent media deal and i get it some of y'all get mad when the american conference chooses to go after big markets versus the best teams or in this case, going after a traditional rivalry, which a lot of people aren't excited about bringing another service academy in when you look at teams like Appalachian State on the football side that, 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 are, that are sitting there or, or Coastal Carolina or whoever else, whoever else. Maybe you're number one on your AAC expansion hot board. But the truth is, in order for the conference to survive and sustain itself, you're going to have to have something that's going to sustain your media deal and maybe even give you some leverage to get a better one next go around. Um, I also said this. My question is, can you move Army Navy to Thanksgiving Day or even week zero to keep it a conference game? And boy, that triggered a couple of people. There are a couple of people who look at it and are like, yeah, okay, that's actually not a bad idea. And then others get triggered. But I'll address why I said that in just a second. Um. And here's just my question. Is a conference, a G5 conference, more or less valuable than it was before having both Army and Navy versus having just one? Think about that question for a second, objectively. Is a G5 conference with both Army and Navy 
more or less valuable than having only one. And so here's some questions that I've put together that I want people to think about. Feel free to answer in the comments as well if you're following along at home. But the first question, and to me this is priority number one for the conference after losing SMU, does adding Army secure your current media deal with ESPN? What do I mean when I say that? Well, all month I've been talking about this clause, right, that you could exercise to negotiate up in order to go get teams like Oregon State, Washington State, the Pac-4, whoever. But that clause works both ways, according to the report where I saw it. So you have to also think, all right, we've lost Houston, UCF, and Cincy, and we're getting ready to lose SMU. Whatever move we make next, and I've talked about this before, we've got to make sure that our current media deal does not get touched. It's the best G5 media deal from a revenue and exposure standpoint, we've got to make sure this thing doesn't get touched. So the question I ask is, does adding Army ensure that that deal won't get touched? Now, some of you might say, well, is Army the only team? Maybe not. Like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not a TV guy. I'm not like in the closed, behind closed doors with these networks. But here's what I know just from an outsider's perspective you bring in Army into a conference that already has Navy, and now you've got Army-Navy in the same conference, like that's something that you can use as leverage to at least sustain what you currently have on the table. And I'll address, I'll talk a little bit more about it here in just a second. Um, so the next question, does adding Army, Army football, give you leverage for future negotiations? This is where I think it comes down to what happens with the Army-Navy game if this ends up happening. So the Army-Navy game have their own TV deal and it's with CBS Sports and it expires in 2028. So the question is, can this thing be bought out immediately and somehow worked into the ESPN deal or does it ride, do you let it ride out? And then in 2028, which is in time for when the current American media deal is up, which I believe is 2031 or 2032. In fact, I'm going to see if I can pull it up right now. Twenty thirty one, twenty thirty two academic year. Okay. So you, 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 do you wait till 2028 and figure out a way? Okay. Now let's make this rivalry a part of the conference that we can use when negotiating deals. Um, which then brings up the next question. Well, is it devalued if it's not played as a conference game, right? Because some of the reports, one of the reports has shown that at least for now, it that one of the things to consider is that it would keep that game a non-conference game and keep it, in its current place on the schedule. Therefore, if Army or Navy ended up playing in the conference championship, they'd play in the conference championship and then play the other one the following week. Well, I, I've kind of thought about this and I'd be curious to get some thoughts on this as well. But here's my question on this. 
Is it more important for that game to be a conference game or for it to be controlled by the conference? Think about that. Is it more important for that game to be a conference game played as a conference game or more important for it to be controlled by the conference? Meaning whoever our media partner is, you get this game and you get it on this weekend. Something to think about. I don't know that I have a concrete answer on that one way or the other. Now, as I mentioned earlier, are there some other opportunities where you could potentially move that game, which moving the game might be a deal breaker. And I know that's going to trigger some people as it already has on Twitter, playing it on Thanksgiving day when there's not a lot of other games being played, put it on week zero as the only game. I know that's, that's got a lot of people, you know, there's people on different sides of that fence, but my, here's my only thought is you play at week zero, week zero, you've got millions of college football fans who are chomping at the bit for football season. That's a quality game that you could kick the thing off with every single year. And it be an American athletic conference game. Not saying it will happen, not even saying it should happen. I'm just saying that's a, that's a option to keep the, the, the same amount of eyes on that game while also making it a conference game. Thanksgiving Day is an option, or you keep it where it is, but you get control of it out of that either after the CBS deal expires or somehow able to get it immediately. And um, you can, then can factor that into your current deal. Um, and then the last thing I want to say, or the last question is, does having Army and Navy in the same conference, same G5 conference, increase the value and brand of the conference or devalue its brand? Listen, what I'm not saying is that Army is the best team, the best addition the American conference could go out and get. What I'm saying is, is... One, it makes a lot of sense. And two, you almost bulletproof yourself from having your current media deal impacted in a negative way, which in case you're not paying attention to college football, that's what's killing conferences is the inability to sustain and secure media deals. So it does that. And then maybe depending on how you can work out the negotiations for the actual army Navy game, whether you make it a conference game, whether you make it, you know, you make that a part of your conferences, media negotiations. Like now you might have some leverage to even get a better deal. Next, next, next set of negotiations. And really for me, and this is where I think my expectation might be different than a lot of people. I think other people somehow think the American um, is going to put itself in position to start getting power five level deals. I, I'm more so on the side of it of how do you keep your self, how do you keep your conference the premier G5 conference? And what do I mean when I say premier? Well, you, you get the most money, you get the most exposure, and you're the conference that that power fives are coming to, to find teams. I know that sucks, but it's like, it makes for a competitive conference. It, it makes for a conference that spits out the team who's playing in the new year's six bid. And really moving forward, it'll be the playoff. You'll have a playoff team every year, 
Um, but the other thing I wanted to say about Army too is like, like make no mistake about it, they've actually had a competitive football team uh, since they brought in uh, Jeff Munkin. In fact, I was looking at his, his, his numbers in the last, I think, six or five years. He's had one, two, three, four, five, eight-plus win seasons. Two of those were nine-win seasons. One was a 10-win season, and the other was 11-win season. And he went 4-1 and one in bowl games. So it's not like this is just some sorry service academy bringing in the boring triple option, as some people call it. First off, I don't know if you've watched Army this year, but their offense has changed a lot. Yes, it's still built on the triple option, but quite frankly, you see a lot of flashes of what Coastal Carolina's offense looked like a couple years ago when they had uh, the dude that's at uh, Liberty now, where a lot it was a lot of triple option, but out of kind of pistol and spread sets. Like literally, I just watched Army some last weekend, and that's what I saw a lot of. Now, do they still run some under center stuff? Yeah, but Munkin is adjusting his offense to to – uh, better suit the new rule changes to cut blocking. I don't want to get into all that right now, but just understand most of you that are complaining about Army probably like have no clue what's been going on with Army in recent history. So I support it. And those are my reasons why. I, again, I don't like the, the, the landscape that we're in in college athletics period as it pertains to realignment and tv deals and media networks seemingly running the show it feels like but at the same time like i've accepted it and as someone covering the american conference it's like okay this makes sense from a media partner vantage point um so i'm gonna leave it at that for today i'll get to the other stuff um, cause there's some interesting conversations about parody in the league and a couple things I want to touch on going into the weekend. I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, Biff Pogey, his, um, his, his show there, uh, is it mining for greatness? I think following Charlotte on ESPN plus that, that debuts tonight. So anyways, that's it for today. Trey Smith, college game time.